You're listening to Rink Wide on TSN 1040. Here's J.D. Burke and Andrew Wadden. Welcome back to Rink Wide. It's the show that always scores. Andrew Wadden alongside J.D. Burke. If you missed any of the first hour, Wyatt Arndt from the Athletic here in Vancouver, Trust the Process uh, show as well, joined us in the first hour. Rick Dollywall is coming up in just a moment. Haley Salvian from the Athletic in Ottawa is going to join us in this hour as well as we'll get... Uh, well, we'll get the latest on the Ottawa Senators and what's been an interesting season in our nation's capital. Some feel-good stories with the uh, the Bobby Ryan situation, some not-so-good feeling stories around, well, Eugene Melnick and how he runs the Sens. You think we, we got it bad here in Vancouver? Yeah, well, could be worse. Could be worse. Could be old Eugene running the... Uh, Running the show. We're going to get to Rick Dollywall in just a how moment. How many bodies does Melnick have on him? Oh, jeez. How many, how, that front <laughs> office, it's like jeez. a turnstile there. Just keep going around and around, and eventually somebody will end up uh, staying. We'll see. But we'll talk to Haley about all of that. Again, if you missed any of the show, the uh, podcast will be up on all podcast platforms uh, by the end of the show. Just head over and give us a listen. Uh, before we get to Rick Dollywall on the uh, Nikolai Goldobin front, he spoke to Nikki uh, this morning. Uh, Goldobin, if you didn't hear, as being uh, reported by uh, Sports Express in Russia, Igor Aranko uh, tweeting out this morning that he is about to sign a two-year deal with CSKA Moscow, uh, therefore, well, ending his tenure here in Vancouver or Utica, for the time being. Yeah. Although, if the Canucks do qualify him, uh, he'll still remain uh, their property. So we did ask you guys with our poll question today, did Nikolai Goldobin get a fair shot with the Canucks? 979 votes. It's a great voting turnout here on a Saturday. Uh, the people love me. 68.4% of the vote saying, yes, he got a fair shake. And we've been through it. We gave our opinion on it, so if you missed any of that, uh, check out the first hour of the show. I see uh, Croker dialing up uh, Rick at the moment. We're going to talk to Dolly Wall here. Uh, Dolly Wall, like I mentioned, spoke to Nikolai Goldoman. He's also got some other stuff uh, surrounding the Canucks and their hockey operations staff. Um, also taking a look at Rick's uh, Twitter. If you did, if you missed this one, this was from a week ago. But lots of European teams calling for Utica leading scorer Reed Boucher says he will stay in North America next season. Not sure about his future in Vancouver. Uh, he is an RFA. I think we all know the answer to that one, though, mm-hmm. uh, J.D. But let's bring in uh, Rick into the uh, conversation. Dollywall, you spoke to Nikolai Goldobin this morning. Uh, what did the young Russian have to say about leaving the Canucks? Well, uh, it was brief. I mean, I, I, I did get a hold of him, and I... You know, basically, like it, it's. I, I think everybody saw this coming uh, when you know he spent ninety nine percent of the year, uh, obviously in Utica, and he wanted to be in Vancouver when he signed late last summer. Um, and basically, he said to me, he said, "Look, the Canucks didn't want to sign me. He was disappointed in how things turned out in Vancouver. He's gonna." Uh, try the NHL again in a couple of years. Hey, look, guys, he's only 24 years old. So I think that when you look at his age, you could say, you know, go back to Russia a couple of years, come back, and 
because, you know, Seattle's coming into the fold and there's so many teams in the NHL, uh, why not? You know, go back to Russia, you know, try to get his game where he thinks uh, NHL people think it should be at and then come back. A lot of teams, uh, I always look at the NHL as the top 10 teams, 10 in the middle, 10 at the end. Well, you know, when he comes back, he'll be targeting some of those teams, uh, you know, in the bottom half of the league and seeing if they still need help in a guy like him and, and what he could provide service-wise. But, uh, hey, look, where does he want to be? NHL. Where does he want to be? Vancouver. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it clearly was not going to happen. So I, I, I think you got to make your move. And, and he did that. And he's close to signing for two years in Russia. So with your tweet here, and you quote tweeted him saying, the Canucks did not want to sign me. Now, if they qualify Goldobin, he remains their property you suggest that he wants to be here in vancouver what's going to make the opinions change here in vancouver to get him you know perhaps maybe to play for the canucks again or maybe even just to get back into the nhl because like you mentioned it's not that he wasn't shopped around this year and there was nobody you know that actually ended up taking it oh they've been trying to move this guy for a a long time there's no takers i i was told at the trading deadline you know, he was available. Sven Berchi was available. There was interest in, in Berchi, I, I will say that. But I don't think there was a ton of interest in uh, Nikolai uh, Goldobin. You know what? He went to San Jose first round pick. Things didn't work out there. Uh, you know, his draft was many years ago. His draft is the same as Jake Furtan, and they both went in the same draft, same, you know, obviously first round. Hey, look, the book's out on the guy. Uh, the NHL teams have had a long time to evaluate him. They know what he brings to the table. He's a good offensive player, but he's a guy that can produce at the American Hockey League level. But when it comes to the NHL level, I think, you know, people say, did he get a fair chance in Vancouver? And I would say that he had over 100 games in Vancouver to prove to Travis Green. Uh, he had ample time to get in the good books. And I think... Um, his skating needed to be a little bit better. I think his compete level needed to be higher. I think his willingness to battle for loose pucks needed to be higher. I think it's great to be a skilled guy, but Pete, when you're a skilled guy at the NHL, you look at Pedersen and Hughes, they're always involved in the play, always. And, you know, it's great to have that skill, but you got to compete as well. And I think uh, when I, I think, hey, I, I want to say this about Nikolai Gold. The, the coaching staff liked this kid. He was really well-liked in the dressing room. He's got that million-dollar smile. He's always positive. It is hard not to cheer for Nikolai Goldobin. It really is hard. It makes it really hard not to cheer for the guy. You know what? He's got the smile. He's got the positivity. Um, man, it was fascinating, the discussion about Nikolai in the fan base and in the media base. Uh, our own Blake Price, a uh, big fan, of Nikolai Goldobin, a lot of the media were, and I was too. There was a time in the, the the one year he was doing really well at Christmas time. I think he was fourth in team scoring, and then he just off a cliff in the second half of the season. This is a really polarizing player for me in this market. And uh, but you know what? This is uh, this is a move that I a few weeks ago called that he might have to go to Russia. Uh, you know, spend a couple of years there and then come back and try to reignite that NHL uh, career as well. We're talking to Rick Dollywall, uh, TSN 1040 contributor. Hey, Rick, I was wondering, has there been any movement on the NCAA free agent 
front for the Vancouver Canucks obviously is something of a prospect guy and one who's done pretty much nothing but watching NCAA tape these last few weeks. This is a point of curiosity for myself, and we spoke about the fact that the Canucks were in early, after you correct my report, on Connor Mackey. What about some of the other defensemen out there? Were they in on Brinson Pasichnuk? Are they in on somebody like a Joshua Maniscalco? Is there anything new there? I, 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 JD, I got to be honest with you. I haven't heard anything uh, with the Canucks in the NCAA. Um, what I have heard is they got four guys on their radar. Uh, Matthias Brohm, Swedish uh, free agent, uh, Niles Hoglander. Those two guys can't get done till the double uh, IHF transfer agreement. The new one is done in a few weeks. So uh, Brohm and Hoglander, Triamkin, we all know they're going to give a shot, and Rathbone is going to decide, uh, J.D., in, in a few weeks if he's going to go pro or go back to Harvard. I All I'm hearing is about those four guys. I have not heard anything about... Uh, the NCAA and the Canucks going after any other players, but I can tell you that there is interest in Brome. Hoglander, as soon as that IIHF transfer agreement is done, I fully expect the Canucks to sign him. Trampkin's up in the air, but that uh, decision's going to wait until COVID-19 goes down a bit. Rathbone, I was told, uh, is going to wait a few weeks, maybe a couple of months before he makes his, his decision. But I, J.D., nothing I have heard. Uh, between the Canucks uh, and any other NCAA clients. Well, what about on the trade front? And, of course, we know that the season is suspended. It's past the deadline. And, of course, that means that probably nothing can be finalized at this moment. And we've got the owners of the league, of course, who are going to do everything within their power possible to bring the season back. You've got the players, of course, who are going to be working right alongside them because they want to limit their escrow. But one has to imagine that the general manager is stuck in the middle without a real side in this fight. They know the score, and one would imagine that they're probably operating accordingly. Do you think that there's any movement on the trade front, even if it's just preliminary discussions, getting into something a little bit deeper than that as well? What are you hearing to that exact end? Yeah, I, you know, there was a, 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 there was a story out that the Blackhawks have made Dylan Strom available right now, and... I, 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 I texted the Asian and I said, you know, uh, can, teams can make trades right now, J.D. You're 100% right. They can't. And, and, and you know, the Canucks have many trade candidates like, uh, uh, you know, Sven Berchi, you know, uh, you know Louis Erickson. Uh, they have guys out there that they would possibly try and move. Uh, there's no question. You can make trades right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Jim Benning quietly is, uh, going about his business, planting seeds, because you never know. Like, you, you're more, like, J.D., you would know more about the draft, um, who's going to get drafted and, and this and that, but I would pres- I would presume if they do do the draft, say, via uh, uh, online. Zoom uh, call. Be at the dra- <laughs> you, you could still plant some seeds right now, J.D., uh, to make some trades at the draft, you know? Uh, but I, I, I do agree with you. I, I think that you can make the deals now, and I think uh, there are GMs, GMs out there that are planting seeds right now. And when you know it comes out that Dylan Strome uh, is available by the Blackhawks, that tells you right there. Uh, the other one, uh, Andrew and JD, I wanted to uh, talk about was I, 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 I tweeted yesterday that the, the, there has been uh, salary cuts in the tax organization with hockey. I'm not surprised. I, I think uh, I think we all saw. You know, Edmonton did it. And there's a couple of 
a few other NHL teams that have done that as well. It's, hey, look, there's no revenue coming in, and it's it's tough. But I, I did hear that uh, Canucks staff um, in the hockey department uh, had to take uh, salary cuts. Uh, I don't know about you two guys, but uh, I'm not surprised. I, I think this was a move. Edmonton announced it a few weeks ago, and I think you're going to see other teams uh, hop on this uh, in the next little while as well. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that, uh, Rick. I saw that you tweeted yesterday that uh, you're hearing that some salary cuts uh, to Canucks hockey operations staff. Do you know particular any of the particulars of that? Not not so far as to um, who who got it, but just I would imagine if you're a scout and JD can help me here, if you're a scout. Right now, it's a real tough time, not just for Canucks scouts, scouts everywhere, because they would be getting ready. Uh, there would be uh, tournaments to cover. Uh, yeah, obviously, we, you know, the Western Hockey League, the Canadian Hockey League playoffs, the Memorial Cup. There would have been a lot, uh, a lot of visuals uh, by scouts. But these poor guys are sitting at home right now. They can't do anything. They can't go to a rink, and you feel for these. Uh, NHL scouts, uh, they can't do anything. But I would imagine uh, uh, probably some scouts, uh, because yeah, they, they, there's no visibility for them. There's no games to cover. There's no, they, they can't watch any kids. It's a tough time in the uh, scouting uh, in Fern- uh, the, 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 the community. The scouting community is having a tough time right now. There's nothing to do, and they got this draft to get. Uh, they got to get ready for this draft. So I would imagine, uh, I'm just I'm just guessing, I haven't got it confirmed, but I, I would imagine some of those scouts uh, would have had to take a pay cut because there's nothing to do. Yeah, I, I can actually confirm that for you. My understanding is that the Vancouver Canucks scouting department are among the the group of, of, of hockey operations staff that have been asked to take a pay cut as yeah. a result of declining revenues. So yeah. And JD, I would a hundred percent agree with you, and 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 you feel for them, and you know this, JD, because you're a scout yourself. It's tough right now. I mean, these these guys can't go anywhere. They can't they can't watch games. It's it, you know, the dynamics of this draft are very interesting to me. Uh, JD is you're not getting those uh, those playoff looks at these young kids like you know Justin Sordiff in Vancouver. You know, he's a kid, and JD, you and I have talked about him before. The Giants going a long playoff run. Um, you know, that could help that kid, you know, and the, mm-hmm. the kid, uh, Zeri and Kamloops, another first round pick, uh, the Blazers, uh, they were one of the top teams in the Western Conference this year. That kid, uh, his visibility goes down. Uh, the Kamloops could have made a run to come out of, uh, with Portland. Those two teams could have been the finalists in the Western Conference of the Western Hockey League. And now uh, these poor guys, they don't, uh, they don't get those uh, secondary, third, fourth looks uh, from the scouts. It's, it's tough on these kids, too. Yeah, and I suspect the international group is going to be feeling this one especially oh, yeah. uh, brutally. I mean, like you talk about the three German kids at the top of the draft. What do you think yeah. the U18s would have done for their visibility? This isn't a great year for the Czech Republic, but I think it's going to be an even worse year once it comes time for the draft because, I mean, for one, not a lot of teams were investing resources in that European region to begin with. You take away any chance to see these kids at the U18s, and that's a whole other ball game too. So I think right. some of these lesser scouted regions, I, I think they're the ones that are really going to get hit hard here. Andrew, were you looking to join in? No, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're uh, saying. Scouts, that, is the, 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 the prospects is you guys. Yeah, you guys yeah. Are all well, I mean, that. like Justin Sordiff, uh, Vancouver kid, I'll give you guys a little preview of, of what we came up with on Elite Prospects yesterday. We had a five-hour meeting. We had Sordiff going at, I believe, 
47th overall, and you just wonder, could he have crept into the, the late 30s if he had a good playoff? a good run, yeah. And, I mean, he, he had a really good finish to his year, too. I mean, yeah. he really caught fire in February. It's a shame to see him not be able to, to finish that. Well, Ricky, you always catch fire every time you come on here with us, so appreciate you uh, coming in with the news, and, uh, you know, we'll be tapping you on the shoulder uh, the next time oh. some news comes about. Always a pleasure uh, with uh, talk to you two guys anytime. All right, and we got a, we got a clip for you too here, oh, Rick. What's I this? got something oh, from what's Jason. Clip? What's this? Mattingly, get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you the uh, he's got. Yeah, he's got the best sideburns. Uh, every time I see him, I think Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's that's why hey, I found Elvis, that one hey, for you. Hey. Elvis was the best. Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. I can dig it. All right. Anyway, All right, take care. Thanks, Rick. Cheers. He uh, always he always points out the sideburns, so I had to get that clip. I just like it when when JD leaves the building. That's the kind of you know Elvis leave the building. No, didn't work. Not I wasn't even down. paying attention. Yeah, to I got you. Anyway, I tried. All right, I yeah. tried to find yeah. something to put together. But wait, wait, wait. What if I pulled an Andrew right now and I just went, "Wait, why are we talking about Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I again?" Yeah. Uh, you know, good stuff there from from Ricky as always. I mean, you guys make some good points when it comes to the prospects. I mean, you know, this is going to be one of those years where you, I hope, the homework you did beforehand will, you know. Be done right. Oh, that, because, that we're still doing. Everybody's watching film right now. But film, but like you said, you're missing out on these opportunities to, you know, when when things get the toughest to play, whether it's playoff hockey or, or whatever, you know, the U18s. Like, these are the times where guys can, you know, step up and, and, and bring themselves up to the next yeah. level. Perhaps Justin Sordiff, like you mentioned. Well, I mean, like the Canucks, uh, they, they definitely put a lot of stock into the U18s and... With a lot of the, the, I guess, conversation about the potential for an overhaul in that scouting staff, I think the, the few voices that aren't likely to get touched there, Jim Benning and John Weisbrot, I know they put a lot of stock into that tournament, and I know that because one of the last drafts that they had before the more collaborative process was 2016. Talk about some players that really helped their stock at the U18s. Well, you're looking at Will Lockwood, right? And so... Uh, those two in particular, they've got a lot on their plate, games 1 through 82, and those international tournaments are a really great way to condense the group and get them all into to one very high-density package, and that's just not an option this year. Canucks with five picks in the draft this year, however, uh, nothing until the third round. Only five picks? They must be a contender. This team must be like going for the Stanley Cup. Definitely not in their first year of being a cont- uh, competitive franchise. Look at that right now. <laughs> a little tongue-in-cheek there, perhaps. Um, a team that will not be going for the Stanley Cup, but could win the draft, is the Ottawa Senators. We're going to talk to Haley Salvian on the other side. Have, have you seen the draft capital that the Sens have? Just ne- the, never even mind that, like the group of prospects that they've already amassed. They have four picks alone in the second round this year. Wow. Yeah. Wait, are you allowed to do that? Like oh. acquire draft picks, I mean. Oh, <laughs> some more. Ah, some more tongue-in-cheek from wait, wait, old wait, wait, wait. Actually, I got a better one for you. A little Phantom Menace shout-out. Oh, Is that illegal? 
I don't know. You don't that, remember that? No, the Numoidians? I, no, I don't watch any of that. I don't know. You don't, you don't watch Star Wars? No. I don't. Jeez. I saw the first three, and that's it. After that, I'm Dunsky. That's all I needed. I'm Dunsky with this segment. Joining us next is Haley Salvian from the Athletic Ottawa. Keep it locked in on TSN 1040, your voice for Vancouver sports.